Hello, everybody. It's Friday, and we made it through another week. What I would like to talk to you about today is something very controversial. But what's really bad is when something that is controversial really shouldn't be controversial at all. But fortunately for you, controversy, well, that's my middle name. And the subject of forced integration came from a guy named Terry in Omaha, Nebraska. So I'm going to dive into this, Terry. Thank you for the question and your support. One thing I feel is very important for a person to do is to scrutinize what they are being told. And of course, that includes what I'm saying. But I don't think it's too much of a stretch if I say that a person should especially do this when listening to anything concerning a government position on something coming from the mass media. I'm not saying it's all bullshit, but I am saying a hell of a lot of it is. Okay, fine, you might be thinking, no argument. So what's the story about forced integration? Whether you are aware of this or not, there is a narrative that has been relentlessly pushed by the U.S. government and consumer marketing as well. It is about integration and inclusion, and how America is strong, not in spite of our differences, but because of them. And we are being told that not only is this the way, but that it's the only way. And that if we want to protect our democracy, we need to accept this fact. What I'm going to tell you is that this is an absolute crock of shit and has had devastating effects on American society over the last 40, 50 years. If you want to have a successful society, that society has to have an identity. And in order to have that, you can't forcefully institute governmental and social policies which run counter to accomplishing that. If I could put this another way, I'll use food for an example. I'm not saying that this is a great example, but hopefully an effective one. If you want to make a pot of beef stew, there is still, thankfully, a general consensus on the ingredients that make a great beef stew. Maybe a slight difference in two or three ingredients, but in general, what those ingredients are and their proportions have been pretty much agreed upon. But if the cook decides for some bizarre reason that beef stew can be whatever they want, and they add another 10 or more bizarre ingredients, such as ice cream or lots of vinegar, and in addition to that, pay no attention to the proportions of those added ingredients, you'll end up with something, which may or may not be edible, depending on how hungry or desperate the people are who are expected to eat it. But what you definitely will not end up with is beef stew. I don't know how clear that was, but in case it wasn't, I'll put this another way. There is a huge identity crisis in America because Americans are no longer allowed to have an identity. 
That is the reason why so many aspects of daily life have become crazy. Because people are going crazy. Because this is what happens, and please listen to this very carefully, when people are not allowed to separate. Now, I realize that what I've just said may have shocked you, and many people have been conditioned to have an instant knee-jerk emotional reaction to what I just said. Some will immediately call out racism or sexism or whatever fucking ism. But what matters here is truth and reason. And the fact is, there is plenty of historical evidence to support that what I'm saying is true. Here's another example of the historical bullshit narrative that the government feeds you versus the historical reality. In America, it is commonly believed that it evolved out of a great melting pot, that roughly coinciding with the Industrial Revolution, people from many lands came to America via Ellis Island with the hopes and dreams of a better life. And to be certain, and to a certain extent, that is true. But there are certain elements to this melting pot narrative that are very important that are simply left out, omitted. From this history, so in very grossly oversimplified form, let me fill you in. While it's true there were many people that immigrated through Ellis Island, the vast majority, regardless of the countries they came from, mostly of them uh, actually from Europe, were white, and even despite some language barriers, still retained a great deal of cultural and social similarities. But even with that, they ended up actively doing what all people of a similar race or cultural background do. They assimilated more or less together. Again, because this is so short, I'm being grossly oversimplified, but that doesn't take away from the fact that people basically choose to be around their own kind. The Italians who immigrated lived in Italian communities, as did the Irish, the Germans, the Polish, and the Jews. Of course, there were a few exceptions, but relatively speaking, very few exceptions. What I'm telling you is that if you eliminate outside force or coercion, such as from the government, when given a choice, this is what people do. It is normal and natural. As the old saying goes, birds of a feather flock together, if you allow them to. This is something which has been taken away from the American citizen. And the sad fact is today, due largely to a certain ideological indoctrination, most young folks don't even understand what I'm talking about. But they do understand and suffer the conflict and violent consequences of what I'm talking about. They simply don't understand the root cause, because the way they have been sociologically conditioned, they simply are not able to connect the dots. They simply don't understand what a true community is. 
The Amish are a community, as are the Orthodox Jews of New York City, a rainbow coalition of all different kinds of people who happen to live in the same area is not a community, and for various complex reasons, it never will be. I realize that I'm only touching on this subject, but I would like to leave you, especially if you're a young person with this thought. It's entirely possible that your entire life, the only thing you've ever heard about are people's rights. Such as, for example, the right to live wherever you want. But what you're not taking into consideration, and this shit's been going on for, like I said, 40, 50 years, is anytime you clamor for the government to protect your rights, you intrude on someone else's, and life is not a one-way street. If you're going to be emotionally or perhaps physically violent and scream about certain people's rights, you need to consider that other people have rights as well. And if that includes a mindset, be it right or wrong in your judgment, that another person has, that they simply don't want to live in around certain people, then they should have that right to not have to do so as well. Because good fences make good neighbors. And if the current invasion from the South is any indication, we sure as hell could use some good fences right now.